This is Fight Together. In this series, we explore the major themes, stories, influences, and ideas in One Piece, as well as the reverberations it has made in the real world. We do not shy away from the uncomfortable. We critique and criticize, and we explore topics that polarize. We hope you listen with open minds and open hearts. This episode is Global Fandom and Western Europe. Der Mann, der sich dies alles erkämpft hat, war Gold Roger, der König der Piraten. Als er hingerichtet wurde, waren seine letzten Worte: Ihr wollt meinen Schatz? Den könnt ihr haben. Sucht ihn doch. Irgendwo habe ich den größten Schatz der Welt versteckt. Dieser Schatz ist das One Piece. Und er liegt irgendwo auf der Grand Line. Damit brach das große Piratenzeitalter an. Immer den Wolken hinterher, einer Legende auf der Spur, führt dein Weg dich übers Meer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fight Together. And this is going to begin our mini-series within a series, uh, within a series. Uh, and that's because we're going to be going around the world and talking uh, a little bit to uh, members of, uh, to citizens of different countries from the one we're from. And try and get an idea of what One Piece looks like there, what their One Piece experience is like, and what they wish their One Piece experience could have been and should be uh, going forward. So we'll get all into that. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. Um, we also have my co-host here, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you, Brian? Yeah, same old now. <laughs> we also have my other co-host, Shannon Strucci. How's it going, Shannon? Hello, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. And our guests today uh, hail from around Western Europe, but also have ties to other parts of the world, so we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, our news correspondent, he's he's been with the One Piece podcast forever. Uh, Adil is with us. How's it going, Adil? Hey, guys. Hey, yeah, nice to have you. I'm finally done with my exam, so I'm fine free. <laughs> uh, ni nice to have you free of your exams. Mm -hmm. um, we also have, um, it's been a while since we've had him on the show, but he's uh, he's been a fixture. Uh, Gigi is with us. How's it going? Hello, hello. I'm finally here. It's early yeah. this morning. Uh, Gigi is in Japan. Adil, are you in uh, Germany right now? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, and and also in Germany, uh, we have Gizem. Uh, how's it going? I'm fine, great. Yeah. How are how are you? <laughs> I, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I think we're all doing. I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. No, no, it's fine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's great to have you again on the show. Um, yeah, it's great to be back. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we start with you? Um, do you want to just like talk about um the the history i know you've done this on the show too but just your history with one piece and um your history with with one piece in germany yes yeah, sure um i was uh starting one piece in 2003 i was 10 years old um it all began with the anime uh, when we've had uh, the german dub on uh, television it was uh really great for me because I've been watching anime um, since a very young age, uh, starting with Sailor Moon, um, and I kind of grew, grew up with it. And um, when I learned, when I saw the trailer for One Piece, 
um, I was still very young and I was like, oh my God, this looks so cool. And of course, you know me, I'm a Luffy fan, a very big one. And once I've seen his face, I was like, oh my God, I would probably love this so much. And um, I must say that One Piece has been affecting my life so greatly. It's my um, biggest pillar in my life. And I'm so happy to be here and talk with you and connect with friends all over the world. It's been just great. So how did you how did you originally find One Piece? Like, what was it, or like, what was it in? Uh, how? What in particular? What in particular struck you about it? What struck me about it is kind of the funny moments. Um, I just kind of watched it, and it immediately captured me. All these funny moments, um, how Luffy um, also tries to save his friends um, and be uh, there for them, that just kind of gave such an inspiration for me. Um, I just wanted to be like him. And uh, he's also very kind and always being there for everyone. So, yeah, that kind of resonated to me. I just can't say that uh, One Piece had a big um, impression on me in many aspects. Cool. Uh, Gigi, what about you? How did um, how did you originally find One Piece? So, in my case, um, I come, I hail from a country which wasn't as, uh, which is very, very annoying, has a very annoying structure where we have three official languages, similar to Switzerland. And the part where I'm from uh, did not have the One Piece anime until like, 2011 so i did not um i did not learn from of one piece uh through the anime like gizem because i think in germany they had it like already way back in 2003 um the way that i learned about one piece is because is through what the online community community would call the uh, the big three so i was already reading the other two um series big series um in uh, overseas so bleach and naruto and um at one point in high school i was just really bored and caught up to the um to the other two series so i decided i'd finally you know give um one piece a chance and uh i started watching the um the anime online and because there was literally no other way for me to to watch it in English, and there the only other option I had was to use uh, to try and go to France and uh, find French uh, either French dubs or French subs, which obviously as a high school student it's a little it's a little difficult to to do. So yeah, I uh, I I got to know um, the series online. Um, because it wasn't uh, it wasn't a thing back where I lived, but um, I did have French-speaking friends who had uh, told me about it, and the online community just made it so I I you know I uh, I made that that leap and thought you know I'll I'll try it out, and yeah, so I started watching probably back in two thousand eight or two thousand end of two thousand seven maybe, and when I caught up uh, to Pillar Bark. I switched over to the to the to the manga. That's uh, that's about it. Um and Adil, how did how did you find One Piece? I it was 
I think I used to watch Dragon Ball Z and Naruto online a lot. I knew what One Piece was, but I was sorry to say, but I was one of those fans who used to think that it was overrated without knowing what the actually what the story was actually about. <laughs> so I remember like just watching uh, one episode from Fishman Island arc randomly, but of course I didn't understand any of it. So I was still in doing my bachelor's in 2012. Then one of our teachers in his introductory class asked us what anime was. And the second question was, what was One Piece? Then he started talking about how good it was. And I think that was sort of <laughs> the first push that I got. And around the same time, I knew a friend who was watching the Funimation episodes. At that point, I honestly didn't know that One Piece had another dub. I thought it was just four kids one. So I started watching Funimation. I think they were doing Water 7. So after dub, I used to watch sub and then the manga and yeah, it just went on from there. So you have the unique story of saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that your professor recommended One Piece to you. Yes, and that's, in a way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of people I don't think who could say that uh-huh. um, I th- there's probably like a, a, a small school back in Fukui Prefecture in Japan that can say that if they're well, okay. uh, yeah, that's, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true but yeah I, well I mean I guess how many college professors are really uh, pushing yeah. one piece not enough uh-huh. not enough, not enough. <laughs> wait until you get to my part of the story yeah, I'm, Adil, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Was there any? Uh, so, was this in um, Pakistan or was this in Europe? This was in Pakistan because it was. I came to Germany in 2015, and this was 2000, late 2012, I think. Right, I think you already were working with us. Yeah. Um, when you went to Germany, I remember. Yes. Um. So I. So how? What is the. What is the anime slash One Piece community like, I guess, in Pakistan versus Germany? I don't know if you've uh, been too involved in either, but I know a lot's online. It's mostly yeah, online because especially when I was first getting into it, it was yeah mostly just Facebook groups or yeah, it was limited to that. In some urban cities, people used to organize some little cons, but I had no access to it. But these days, I think One Piece has been getting more and more exposure because, and because I see now people who openly say that yeah, I'm caught up with the anime and they actually discuss it. So it's getting, I think, better and better. But yeah, there's still some work needs to be done. Um, and, and Gigi, uh, I know you're. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Yeah, but in Germany, I think uh, you can it. On my first day, I was very nervous because it's a new place, it's a new city, it's a new country. Yeah. So on in my city, in the train station, I saw a, gu- uh, a guy wearing a uh, Law's yellow shirt. And <laughs> I thought, yeah, maybe I've come to the right place. So that's, I think their fans are more open here. And of course, in majority. Yeah, I saw a guy in a Kuma shirt on the subway once, but oh, there's really? not as many as you think for... For New York City, you'd, you'd think it, everyone would be like even in you know, even in Los Angeles. I rarely, if ever, run into like other people wearing One Piece merchandise yeah, outside of like enough. a convention. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. 
It is. Like in Germany, um, like Adil said, um, there's quite a lot of people wearing merch. Even they put even stickers on their cars. Lately, I've seen someone with um, a, jo a lost Jolly Roger on his car. So that was pretty cool. Or uh, when I was at work, um, I've met a girl with a Jolly Roger t-shirt from Luffy uh, uh -huh. on. That was cool too. I've seen plenty of people. That's good. Yeah, maybe I'm not getting out enough, which is also definitely true. Come right to now. Germany. <laughs> yeah. <it's> the... <laughs> after Corona, let's go. Let's, you mean? Yeah. yeah. You yes. do mean after Corona? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, I've just seen it at conventions. I think I'm the only one I've ever seen out in a one piece shirt outside of cons. Is there? So I, I guess I'll ask Ezem too. So like. Um, I guess, what does the One Piece fandom look like there to you? I, you mentioned it a little, but like, I, I know you're a, a very, very strong uh, supporter of it online. I'm wondering what that looks like offline. Um, that's actually the same. Uh, <laughs> when you meet me, um, I always see One Piece references everywhere, like, I can't shut up about it. So um, when you get together with me, you can be certain that I will start talking about One Piece again. And kind of in my generation, um, everyone knows One Piece because they've been growing up with it like I have. Um, so uh, when we get together, we often uh, reminisce in the past and talk about Dragon Ball Z and One Piece and listen to the uh, openings, which were, some of them were translated to German and they're quite iconic. So whenever I heard, I listened to them, I start to cry because it's so nostalgic and nice. What's the German opening like? I mean, I, is, is it We Are or is catchy. it something completely different? And they've made it completely different, but uh, in my opinion, it's been sounding great. It's <laughs> quite iconic. You have to listen to it. The first opening is great. Yeah, well, right, yeah that one is yeah pretty good. It's an original <laughs> song, but yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's called "Die Legende," which means the legend. So um, that's been so catchy. I love it. We'll put that in the description. I think after this, somewhere in this episode. Yeah, Adele. Uh, uh, after this, I think they started using Japanese uh, openings, uh, which they used yeah. to dub until I don't know if it's "Share the World" or just the "VR" remix yeah. they did. In German and afterwards, it was around the same time they stopped doing the English stopped openings and they stopped, the, the German ones also stopped at the same time. But they are ahead because I think the dub started earlier than the English one. And and Gigi, I know you mentioned you're in, uh, you grew up in a, tri a trilingual country. So, I, I mean, do you have any thoughts on the different interpretations of One Piece as, as you grew up with them? Um. So... I, so I know that so in in uh, the Western European languages, I think uh, what's uh, very um, what's very noticeable is that from what I uh, from what I hear, most of the Euro uh, Western European languages did like a lot of localization. So I think in Germany, uh, you guys use a, like a lot of localization. Like for example, Luffy is Rufy and yes, uh, Ruffy and and there's a lot of Ruffy. like, or Usopp is Lysop, uh, or Lusop, um, and you have like a lot of those uh, adaptations. And from what I hear, um, it was basically the same thing in the uh, French translation, uh, where they would um, translate 
Usopp's name into Pipo, which is basically uh, um, like a childish version of saying a like a like a fib, basically like calling Usopp Fibby, um, <laughs> and uh, so they had a lot of things like that uh, because I think that's what the uh, what the Western European publishers thought was the good idea to do at the time, not knowing that scanlations would like make people super angry about cha- changing <laughs> names um, into angry fans. Versions. Um, yeah, but That's even like sensitive e- topic. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> even like Western European, uh, like non-English native people would be like, "Why is it Zolo and not Zoro? Why is it Rufy and not Luffy?" Uh, I, I don't know. Mo- but- Monkey D. Rufy has a weird, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever poetry to it. Well, um, there, but there's also the connotation of what a Rufy is and. In the states, oh, in English, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't think of that either. And Monkey D. Um, Ruffy has like a, it's a, it sounds like a crime dog sounds, thing. <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like a, sounds like a lost, lost boy dog uh, from Peter Pan. Yeah, You're killing me. <laughs> Monkey D. Rufio. Monkey D. Rufio. Here you go. Monkey D. Rufio. There you go. No, well. <laughs> we don't get to do the fun titles for fight together uh, so well, that'll be between um, us yeah uh no and, so uh, yeah go ahead so, go ahead Shudy. yeah so in france uh they had the same thing but what's interesting about um the french version is that uh like i think in 2011 or 2012 there were issues between the publisher and the official translator um so so to uh to explain it in more simple terms for English uh, fans out there. Imagine Viz Media having a huge legal issue battle with Stephen Paul and Stephen Paul basically suing Viz Media so they can't use his translations anymore. So they would have to go back and redo everything from the get-go. Which for some people might sound like amazing because that would finally make it so they can use Zoro instead of Zolo. Because we all know it's Stephen Paul who is standing (laughs) between you and Zoro. Yes. But, uh, (laughs) but so they, they had to go like all the way back from volume one and redo everything. And I think when they redid everything, they changed uh, all the names back to what the English uh, versions are. So now Mm. the French uses basically no localized um, translations anymore. So it's all like Zoro is Zoro, Usopp is Usopp. No more, no more crazy translations, shenanigans. Um, in at least in the French version. As for the Dutch version, we only went up to volume seven, uh, fourteen or seventeen, and after that, uh, the publishers were just like, "Well, we tried. It's not, it's not selling enough, and unfortunately, people aren't buying enough of One Piece, so we're just not going to translate." We're not going to publish it in uh, in Dutch anymore. So that's that was one official language of Belgium, just not having any official translation anymore. Interesting. But, you know, that was yeah, that was between they started in two thousand eight, and they I think they stopped like early two thousand tens somewhere. Wow, and there's no or, and there's yeah, no just, sign of it picking up again. Nope, nope. So the only so for people who are native Dutch speakers uh, in the West in Western Europe, so that's either the Belgians and, or the Dutch people. The only thing they can do is either go online um, and read awful scans, <laughs> go to Manga Plus and read Stephen Paul's translations, or uh, revert to the French uh, publication. Or if they're 
able to read any other language, use that language and try and import it from uh, from the other countries to to Belgium or the Netherlands. So that's those are the only things um, Dutch-speaking people can I mean, revert to. I would say, unlike here in the United States, the Europe uh, has the blessing of you know having a lot of bilingualism and multilingualism. Um, yep, so yep. luckily, even if it's not in Dutch, hopefully there is still a lot of access to it for, for people. Yeah. Unfortunately that access for a lot of people usually just reverts to let's read the scanlations. Yeah. A sh yeah. Damn shame. Well, has there been a big change yeah. since manga plus? Uh, since manga plus has become widely available, I haven't spent a lot of time in, uh, at cons, so I haven't really been able to, uh, to talk to, um, talk to fellow, um, manga reading fans in, in my country. So I've actually no idea yet how wide and how far manga plus has, has been reaching those, you know, those, those, uh, that public, but. I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to France, where a lot of French people just, you know, they just continue reading scanlations just because one, it's sooner, and two, it, you know, if it's not available in our native language, might as well read the unofficial yeah. English that's available sooner, which I think is still the case for most of the One Piece uh, YouTube fan. Uh, wow, that's fan that's a very specific YouTube fan community. Yeah, and and yeah, but yeah. Uh, Kisum, you were going to say. Yeah, I agree. Um, my experience on Twitter is um, when I promote Manga Plus uh, so, or, or um, the Shonen Jump app, Some uh, many people ask me, what app are you reading on? I get this question almost every week. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I feel like people don't really realize that Manga Plus is legal. Um, so I'm always uh, sending them the link so, um, that they can check it out. Uh, about the translations, <clears throat> French fans uh, seem to be really, I'd say, mad that there isn't a French translation yeah. on Manga Plus, which is understandable. I mean, there's such a huge community, um, but I always tell them, keep sending feedback, keep asking for it. They're probably working on it. I don't know the situation in France, but I think it has to be something because they have multiple publishers, like two or more, I don't know. So maybe there's been difficulties to make these a contract or something. I don't know. I think uh, France, so how many publishers do you guys have in, in the US? You have like, what, four big ones? Uh, like, for manga, uh, that sounds about yeah. right, but only Viz yeah. has uh, authority over One Piece. Viz right. is so, Viz is the big one, and then Yen Press and, and Tokyo Pop. Tokyo, I guess they're still technically mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Del Rey is that the other one? I, if they're still around, yeah, I don't know. I should know yeah. this more. This Go ahead. As for in France, I think they have like up to ten publishers or something. Like they're not all equal in size, but they've got there's like a lot of publishers in France, and but they don't all publish One Piece, right? Only, only one publishes One Piece, but the problem with One Piece of uh, One Piece, I was gonna say One Piece Plus. No, um, should be called One Piece Plus. <laughs> that's but, uh, the sequel that's gonna come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trademark. Um, yeah. No, uh, so the thing with I think with. Shonen Jump Plus is they needed to have a certain volume to make it probably economically viable because of you know the fixed costs. 
So uh, is it is it Glenno Glenna? I can't I Glenna. can't pronounce any Glenna. Yeah, so Glenna is the one who does uh, One Piece. Is also the one who does Dragon Ball. So for Dragon Ball Super and One Piece, they would need to ask uh, get permission and get um, you know the licensing rights from Glenna to be able to publish it in French. Mm-hmm. But then you have Naruto is done by Kana, and then you have um, for, uh, do you guys also have one French man on on Jump Plus? I don't know. Probably not, right? Oh, on Manga Plus. No, it is. You, it is. Yeah. Uh, it I is? don't know if it's okay. on Manga Plus, but it is definitely on Shonen Jump. It probably okay, is on Manga so, Plus too. Yeah. So One Punch Man, for example, is uh, Kurokawa. It's still it's yet another publisher. So depending on which uh, Jump series you're talking about, there's so many different uh, publishers you they need to talk to, and and then there's also the issue that the French market is not the same as the English market, and maybe the French right. publishers aren't yet um, like convinced. Is this really actually like a benefit? Like on the English side, at the very least, I'm pretty sure that Viz Media did their due diligence and they actually looked at how many people are reading the app and how many, how much is this increasing sales over is the, the year? Is the copyright or even the, like piracy laws even similar? Because maybe that's, that's the reason question. why, if like, like, why even crack down on this if it's not really hurting anybody? Oh, um, so piracy laws, I think, in Europe, uh, not in France, because I'm pretty sure that Europe is basically um, you could probably see Europe as one entity, and then maybe have more stringent rules depending on uh, rules depending on the country. And then but, the UK. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even. UK is well, not we'll part get of to the, that Europe anymore. It, no, it isn't. That's why we're not talking about UK today. Um, but uh, I, from what I do know, because I once talked to uh, someone in the, the manga industry uh, on the French side, they told me that um, rather than that, a lot of times they would like be rather wor- working together hand in hand with um, the community, even if they were mostly like lenient, like and be a little more lenient on, on, on scans than to be like full on just no don't do this and uh, because they knew that was like a a losing battle anyway so maybe it's also part of that uh, publishers don't want to like fully push like a legal um media uh, like legal substitutes if they're not sure uh, what the benefits would be because they're maybe just thinking like oh the the the, the, on the downside is that we might alienate our fan base, and since the French market is surprisingly very, very robust right now, very still very proliferate. Um, like there's so many volumes being sold yearly, like more volumes yearly in France. Um, yeah, I was gonna in, say than they in, just in the US. Yeah, they just it's posted crazy. that two million volumes. Uh, Join your libraries. This is a Google translation, yeah. so probably. Yeah, this is. But a, like, no, it's it's that I saw that same thing yesterday. The official uh, the official publisher said that two point one million copies of One Piece were sold in French um, over the year twenty twenty, which isn't that crazy because One Piece consistently gets more than one million copies every year, and it has so for like probably the last ten years. Well, they it's, said it was. It's, it's been number one since 2011 of all manga yeah, yeah. series in France, which is yeah. also pretty yeah. huge. Like the yeah. thing about One Piece here um, in the United States is that even when it 
even though it has been doing a lot better, I'd say in the last, you know, half a decade, um, it's still not as popular as a lot of other series. Well, um, there, there's a couple of reasons behind that too, just artistically. Um, like Oda himself mentioned that he used uh, Asterix as a main inspiration for One Piece, which is a French comic. And like Lupin mm. obviously is like a very popular uh, French hero or thief. And then he's referencing Monkey Punch as well, which is Lupin the third. So there's, there's actually a, a, a longer history of uh, uh, France and French kind of like being more enthusiastic about like, Japanese anime and Japanese manga culture because like even back in the day in the like early to mid 90s like you couldn't before the English dub of Dragon Ball was a a thing stateside you couldn't find an English Dragon Ball in English but you could find French and Spanish copies and even dubs on television and there was another popular series which uh, we refer to as Knights of the Zodiac but I think it's called Saint Seiya which was huge in Europe but like these are things that just didn't get uh, super popular over here, but like were really popular in Europe. So it's like they have a better history of kind of like manga being more mainstream than we have, which is to us, it's only been like really 30, not even 30, like 20 years versus like 30, 40 years. The, like the four kids dub didn't do it any favors. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can if, go if the Funimation dub had come first and that had been like for real, I think it would be really different. Yeah, right now. especially. You can't the, change yeah. the past, so whatever. Especially when the big well, three were coming up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Look, there's some people still in it today that got in through the four kids dub. So, you know, and and I, I know I don't, I guess Germany or France might not, I, I mean, I, I guess had issues at, to begin with, but it, it sounds like it's been like a consistent, I don't know if hits the right word, but at least consistently popular in France. And I think Germany too, right? Is yeah. that, yeah. Like, Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just going to say one more thing and that's that I think Fr- in that same tweet, you know, people were posting their one piece collections, the, their French one piece collections and um, the, you know, 96 plus volumes in, in some of them, they also get like, I know you guys have like wanted and the, and the one piece quiz book, I think was translated yeah. in French. I, were those in yeah. Germ- in German too? Uh, yes, we actually have that too. And the magazines? And also a uh, data books. And, and these were single uh, publishments. I don't know they, when were they published? We have them a long time ago. So um, it's the same with One Piece Party, for example. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have an English release, but we have a German release. How is it? And um, the French, it's really funny. <laughs> I would recommend it. <laughs> it's really cute. No, I haven't read it before, um, but I know it just finished, right? Like after like eight years, this spinoff uh, all series yeah. is running. Yeah. That volume came out. Um, I would say the French community is so lucky because they get everything, like the One Piece magazines, all the novels, short stories, um, everything that's uh, been coming out in Japan, they get a few months after a release. That's so crazy to me. And Germany is quite fast too, but not as fast um, as the French publishers, in my opinion. See, we don't have a French representative here, but we'll all fawn (laughs) over the French and their great releases. That's also interesting to me, too, because I know, at least in animation, there's like a more synergic, synergic, synergistic, synergistic, Synergistic? yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Relationship between like 
uh, French co-productions and some Japanese co-productions. And, like, we have some of that in America, but I think there's still, like, America likes to say we have to put our stuff first and we use Japan as, like, a, a secondary thing versus where it's so tough for American publishers to just, like, adapt all the material over there and just bring it here. There's so many, like, extra hoops and, like, oh, I don't know if that's going to play in the Midwest, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that happens a lot. So so yeah, that's, that's part of the reason why we don't get the magazines and the One Piece parties and the data books. Well, I also know with France, and, and then I'll I'll stop talking, but um, I know Hattori, uh, the former editor of, of One Piece, um, I think is, is, is He's, uh, French or per- half French. Um, and there is definitely a lot of French push. I mean, you could see there are only two other languages I could think of that the, um, official one piece Twitter, uh, publishes in besides Japanese and that's English and French. So, I I mean, there definitely seems to be some, uh, pro Franco, uh, kind of push behind the scenes there. So I would not be surprised if that were the third language on on manga plus, if they were going to choose one. Although I'm sure Gizem is and uh, Adil are also pushing for German to to be that third language. I think I would. Yeah, I would prefer demand. I would prefer English. It's fine. <laughs> I prefer English too, to be honest. Okay. Um, over German anytime. But I know a lot of people who would rather read One Piece in German. Like my boyfriend, he's um, finally caught up. After 10 nice. years being together, he's finally a manga reader too. <laughs> it's so funny because he just used to be anime only and always said, okay, I'll read the manga later. And now that he's caught up and in Onigashima, he said, oh, I have to catch up on the anime now. It's so fun. But um, he's told me for him personally, it would be better um, to read in German. So I do hope, um, because Greg has been oh. kind of saying, I'm looking at you, Germany, Middle East, France, um, that we may get a translation on Manga Plus in German. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Also, I think... With, so, yeah, go ahead. Adele. With movies, I think they have been trying to reduce this gap because I think all the international dubs have this huge gap. In, uh, the English one is at Dress Rosa and the German one, I don't remember, yeah. maybe so. But I think... We're at Whole Cake ah, Island okay. currently. Nice. It's even airing um, every day on TV. That's so cool. They um, play Dress, Dress Rosa episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, and afterwards, um, at 6.30 p.m., uh, Whole Cake Island episodes. Ah, I see. A primetime one piece. But I think <laughs> yes. when they released Film Gold, I think it was just uh, three days after the Japanese release. Of course, it yeah. was subbed, but yeah, it's huge. Also, Stampede yeah. um, released was in August, and we got it uh, in September. Yeah. That was also really fast. And uh, the I, theaters were like completely full. I was not expecting. I think mm-hmm. Film Gold was the first one that I saw in theaters, and I went there. I had no Me idea too. like what people will be there, and and it was completely full. It was so cool. Everyone was celebrating and clapping yeah. hands and just. <laughs> laughing together oh so my gosh fun. i love it especially for stampede that was amazing too and also the french community they've been having this event mm-hmm. uh partying um one piece celebrating it and singing we are and that video also reached odasan and his staff oh, nice. so they were quite oh yeah impressed. i saw that that was really Do you cool remember that? yeah i remember they that video so yeah good. yeah uh, it's hard to coordinate something like that. So I do remember that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So I, I guess one of that, that kind of leads me to, to something else I was curious about. And that's just where, where you kind of hope to, you know, wh- what you hope to see in the, uh, in, in the one piece community from one piece publishers generally, um, in, in Germany. Um, I'll, I'll start out first with like, what, what, what do you think, you know, what, what steps do you think that could be taken to improve, uh, there? That's kind of a hard question. I would say it would be nice to get even more content in that regard of the one piece magazines so that we kind of, um, caught up with the French publishers that we get more stuff, but also, um, as for the translations, many people are complaining about certain things. One thing that leaves a bitter taste in my mouth is Raftel. It's called Unicorn in the German translation. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's what completely different. I'm sorry, it's Stampede. So that was so bad when you seen this log oh, post, yeah, yeah. Eternal Post. And it says last tale. Sorry for the spoiler right now, but they, the German dub said unicorn. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh. It's better. It's I'm sorry. Better than, better than unicron. Um, but yes. Oh my god! It could have been unicorn. And I don't even know why they yeah. choose that. Adil, do you know? Do you remember? No, I have absolutely no what? idea. Like it's really two <laughs> it's different things. Funny. I have no idea. Like. Why. This really makes me mad. Every time it's been said, said like uh, in the last episode, it was also uh, mentioned. Wait, how, how did the like, why, how, how did the theater react? What were they thinking? When like did they, was there and, an actual reaction when they saw yeah. the pose and then it said on People were unicorn? annoyed. <laughs> well, like when we do like uh, when they have to change names to localize them in the states, it's usually for like either it's another name like Zoro and the mass Zoro. Yeah, they complain about this. What we have is even worse. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> if you guys don't even understand like the genesis of the origin behind it, like is it based on some other like foreign legend or folktale that they're just kind of like trying to insert? The legend of the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. I'm sorry, that, but yeah, that's uh, crazy. That always takes me off. It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I don't have to personally deal with it, but it's, it would suck if you if you did. Um, and Gigi, you're you're also in a in a really unique spot where you're in Japan right now. Like, I, I'm curious. You know, I, I know you have a lot to say about a lot of topics too, but like, how what the European fandom looks like from there and. If there, I, I don't, I don't even know how many like people, how many Europeans versus other um, expats or, you know, in in Japan even, um, or in the in the manga and anime industry. Um, oh God, uh, so there are, I I know there's about like a few hundred uh, Belgians in in Japan. Um, I think there's a few thousands in uh, like probably maybe a few tens of thousands of french at the very most uh but as for the i'm not going to call them expats because they're here not temporarily so i'm just going to call them immigrants like like i call myself um so the immigrants here in japan uh i think non-asian ethnicity wise uh Americans are by far the most 
populace here. We're trying to get out of here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've I've seen a, I've seen fifty fifty uh, percent uh, rise raise uh, rise in people coming from America in the last four to five years. I wonder why. That's, that's uh, weird. No, uh, it's really weird. Um, yeah. Did did something happen? Uh, no, that's but, for another show. <laughs> <laughs> that's for a completely different topic. No, no, no. Um, but in terms of like the immigrants here, I think a lot of um, the, the 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 people who are here, they're Japanese speaking. Um, at least the non-expats. I mean, the ones who are here long term. So they are Japanese speaking. So I'm pretty sure that, and I think a lot of them are also pretty like higher. Uh, like uh, higher end, higher up in the demographics, so they're more like in the um, in the forties uh, than they are in the twenties and early thirties. So rather than calling them One Piece fans, I think a lot of them are mostly what um, is one of uh, what we call the Club Dorothée um, fans. So that's the generation before the the One Piece and Naruto and Bleach generation, because in France, you've got, like, France and the French-speaking European uh, languages, uh, sorry, countries. You've got two distinct generations. You've got the the 2000s generation, and you've got the the Club Dorothée generation, which is fans who were raised on a TV show, which was called, which called, which was called back in uh, the days Club Dorothée, which was... Um, airing from like what end of the 80s to 1997 and that was an entire show all about like anime so that's where series like dragon ball um were first aired and C- city hunter and stuff like that so a lot of the people who lear- who who are here i think are very much influenced by that early access to to anime in in, in france um and uh, while I'm, I'm answering this, I'm completely um, drawing a blank on what your actual question was. Could you repeat? So am I. Go for it. Go, go, go for where you want to go. Uh, yeah. So there's a so and 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 so I was reading a discussion um, with someone who's been a fan of of anime and manga since like the early '80s, uh, since mid '80s, and and they were saying that there's a distinct uh, there's a distinction between those two generations in that the first one had like a main theme is that everyone knew the all the all the same series because everyone was watching the same one channel that was airing all these animes, which was City Hunter, uh, Dragon Ball. They had Ranma, they had all those all the series, and then you've got the other generation, which was which is all fandoms, but like distinct fandoms. So you had like Kizum, who was uh, raised on Sailor Moon, so you'd have the Sailor Moon fans, and or you'd have the Pokemon fans, or you have the Dragon Ball fans, the Digimon fans. So, um, but those fans haven't. Uh, a lot of them haven't really uh, found their way yet, at least professionally, uh, to 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 Japan. So, um, you. So before you want is if if you want to see like uh, what the One Piece fans, non-American One Piece fans are like in. Japan, there's there are already quite a few, but you would still need to f- wait a few years for them to be at the age that they professionally want to be in Japan to 
because they were influenced in, uh, that much by One Piece that they think, you know, I want to go live in, one, uh, in in Japan. So right now, I think there's still a lot of a lot of the people who are here are just of that older generation who got influenced by not One Piece but earlier um, series. And uh, so if you if you want to know like what the European fan community is in Japan um, for One Piece, you'd, you'd still have to wait a little longer. I know, like, there's a lot of Americans, though, that I know at least of one, <laughs> one American who's, who's, who's very, who's been influenced uh, a lot by One Piece. But, yeah, the, the Europeans, I think they're mostly, like, short-term visitors, so I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know if any um, One Piece, big One Piece fans in Japan who are, who's, uh, who's French, besides maybe a couple of official translators and people who are officially uh, involved in the manga industry in, in France. Um, but you're besides actually those people, I don't know anyone. You reminded me of a story, or you reminded me that when, when I last saw you in Japan, we went to, I don't think you were with us, we went to Mandarake, and randomly while looking at one piece volumes there ran into like a bunch of i can't remember if they were belgian or dutch i think they were belgian though because i think they were from like a similar or a different part of the country i don't know if you remember uh us telling you or not but we ended up talking about one piece for like you know 20 30 minutes and what you know really? podcast really? yeah so that, i mean tourists like, obviously yeah, tourists, but yeah yeah um, but but it, yeah, there's, it it is cool. There's a, to, cool. Yeah. There's a couple, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were uh, were were they French speaking or Dutch speaking. You see, I think like we asked that, a, but my memory sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they? I th- we probably if I didn't tell, I don't know. They uh, they, I think they were the opposite of whatever you were. I remember because oh, yeah, I think we French asked speaking, you. Then. Yeah, okay, I so think those. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so those would probably be the the you know like I said the the short term French tourists who would come uh, French speaking tourists who come over and be like hey one piece and go to Mandaraki and buy all the merch in Mandaraki and then oh, go back home and that enjoy. That place is so dangerous. Oh my god! Do not. I want to go to Japan and visit Mandaraki. No, I, I think I would spend a lot of money. It's online, <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> at this at this point, Gizem, you, you don't say I want to go to Japan and visit Mandaraki. At this point, I think you you would have to say I want to go vi- I want to go to Mandaraki and visit Japan. Uh, That's true. That and, <laughs> and to um, the Mugiwara stores, jam stores. Yes. I would buy everything. <laughs> uh, it's, we, yeah. Did, did you never did you never go to One Piece? Um, what's called uh, One Piece Tokyo, Tokyo Tower? Did you never come to Japan while it was still open? That's, no, unfortunately not. Uh, I wish, but now it's closed. I cried a lot. Really, it. I I could see it coming back in in a different form. I hope so. Yeah, um, it's just been a it's been a tough year. Or so, um, so uh, Adele, I want to I want to ask you a, a similar question. Um, so uh, how how much of the year are you in? Are you in Germany all like? You know, all the time, or do you go back and forth? Uh, I go back and forth. I've been three times, I think. So, um, th- so what does the One Piece community look like today in Pakistan? I think it's mostly maybe consists of uh, kids who are getting into universities or they're in colleges because there's a, like a boom of the uh, 
like new one piece fans but the older ones i don't know anyone i don't think so and i've also been like away from facebook groups and everything because of spoilers yeah. and everything i think but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always been an issue of accessibility because even growing up we just had uh, i think 82 episodes of the folkin stop it was in 2006 and yeah basically the same yeah we we <laughs> used to have the hindi dub it's basically same as my language urdu phonetically so but yeah they only continued until yeah 82 episodes and stopped there after this one they had uh, yeah i don't think anything else has come out from the anime episode side in 2013 uh, i think it was some company under disney who got the rights to one piece and they dubbed uh the first one piece movie i forgot the name uh But disney owns everything i didn't know so they owned one piece some company under now. disney that uh, made, makes me think it's a complete it's going to be a for kids 2.0 uh <laughs> the names were accurate but i think the script was too localized and uh, luffy's goal was to be i think robin hood of the seas and uh, uh, <laughs> but they not did too far off <laughs> but, yeah, that's what he is but i don't think that's his goal <laughs> if that makes sense yeah but they did dub yeah. i think we are and memories for this i'm very grateful because they sounded pretty good but yeah after, oh good but we yeah no yayos yeah no yayos no no yayos <laughs> but oh god god yeah <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the anime we don't have anything right now that Uh, we don't have an official channel. We don't have Crunchyroll or like any other website we can, where we can watch it legally. So maybe they can start going from there. Uh, Netflix is a very good place because it's been increasing and it's now I think more easily available and it's also not that. That's I think good. It's not that expensive as well. So if they want to air an uncensored version of Net, uh, the One Piece anime, so. Netflix would be the only place because on television networks is yeah it's very difficult but on the manga side i think uh shonen jumps uh, app is available in india i think officially yeah and, and yeah. manga plus we have in pakistan as well when i was back yeah. home 3 months ago i was i used to read one piece now legally and i can actually read steven's translations and i don't have to rely on anything else so yeah i think manga side manga plus has had a lot but they still have to work on the anime side because after the first movie they didn't do anything with the property it's yeah that's so weird i want i still have not seen that first movie and i really want to see that first movie yes yeah. supposedly it looks great but <laughs> that was the first time i watched the first movie because i hadn't watched it either <laughs> so yeah yeah and the accents were weird at the at this point it would just feel like a time capsule for one piece because it's so early in even the uh anime's production well sell yeah it was sell um, yeah still sell animated. animated uh sanji hadn't even been really introduced into the manga series much at that point too because they were wow. cuz they started it when they started the production for the series and so yeah no you go yeah no, you come get oh yeah and i was going to say because like the nature of uh television production versus a feature production and especially even in Japan's like they kind of have to work simultaneously. So while they're working on the movie, they probably already had the script and all the characters and then Sanji gets introduced and put onto the Straw Hat crew is like, "Well, we can't fit them in now." <laughs> right. I wonder what Sanji's even like in is he in them? He's in he, that movie. He's in the credits. 
<laughs> and he doesn't have a voice. Tack him on. Put him in. Yeah. That is so crazy to think about a, a One Piece movie where Sanji's only in the credits. Um, but I know there's a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. Until. Yeah, I think. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't anger Kelly, please. <laughs> Could feel Kelly, if you're already. if you're listening, this this was not our choice. Uh, yeah, no, this movie never existed. As <laughs> far uh, Adele, yeah, go ahead. I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the anime fans in general, they started uh, in 2004, I think, because we got our own channel in India. Also got contact back in, I think, 2003, and that was the starting point where anime became more popular. I would say because we used to get uh, Pokemon, Digimon, DBZ, and everything, and if I think it had gotten a faithful dub, it would have had a more audience uh, on our side in both Pakistan and India as well. But since it stopped in midway and completely censored, uh, people, unless you were a hardcore anime fan, I don't think you would know about One Piece. Hmm. But today, you you think that's that's changing I think a lot, as you were saying? Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's changing in a more positive direction, but. Yeah, the anime side is still yeah. We don't have the anime basically. Well, yeah, no, I I'm I'm hoping stuff like Netflix and you know hopefully services like Crunchyroll could could start making their way over to you know Pakistan and a lot of other countries that don't have it because I know there are I think the number one complaint I see on Crunchyroll is this isn't in my country and I'm like yeah that that makes sense Why? yeah that yeah. would be your number one complaint. Um, so I, I want to ask, and you don't have to answer this either. Um, but, um, I'll start with Gigi on this, um, which, um, arcs or themes or characters or, or parts of one piece hit you especially hard because of, of your, um, of your upbringing and, or like, or do you just see like, you know, I, I think we talk a lot, of, we've talked a lot about on this podcast, like where we see parallels with our national strife in one piece. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if you all have any of that, um, that, that you see in one piece, any parallels to either your life or your country's life. Gigi, I'll throw that to you. Before uh, before answering, I, yes. I was talking to uh, Adil earlier, and he was uh, giving me a really interesting take on one specific arc that seems very relevant to his his his, his right. country. So I'd actually rather hear him say it first before Adil go for it to me if that's good. Oh, uh, maybe the current political system can yeah I can, it can be maybe resonated with. Uh, some of the Alabasta stuff uh, with a, kind of a dictator and who is misguiding people who believe that he's a hero and yeah, but it's in a more general sense. But for me personally, I would say uh, Luffy's, I think his handling of grief, how to handle grief and Jimbe's uh, message to him that uh, you have to you cannot change your past, but you can still, you still have things that you can live for. I think this was, yeah, I can associate it with, with myself a lot. That's a great one. Um, Gisem, do you want to, do you have any, I'm assuming Luffy related anecdotes? <laughs> Actually, I wanted to say, uh, to say the same as Adil, like how Luffy is handling grief um, kind of resonates with me. Because 
I used to always dwell on the past things. Um, I, and I kind of, he teached me um, to look forward and to see that there's um, always something good uh, in my life left. Um, what I've been uh, losing um, shouldn't fully impact my life in that way that I only yeah, live in the past. So um, everything that Luffy does uh, somehow has an impact on me. Um, yeah, I Are would say... He's the best character ever created. <laughs> We're a very objective podcast here, but yes. Um, no, I, I was going to ask though. Also, are there any specific like arcs or storylines that, um, you know, like growing resume- up in growing up in Germany? Yeah. Um, I would have to think about it. I'll, I'll go to Gigi and then we'll come sure. back to you. Take yeah, as long as Gigi speaks to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for, yeah, so, hmm, I haven't, haven't really thought about personally, like, um, what's, because there's just so many good, God, there's just so many freaking good uh, scenes in, in, in the entire series, and there's always, like, at least one scene related to a certain character that you can, like, you know, gets you to the feels like like they say online, but um, but in terms of like country wise, um, obviously like a lot of European countries have uh, a dark history in terms of uh, colonial colonialization, uh, especially my country being Belgium. Uh, we've obviously had a really dark and, and really awful history with. Um, with uh, the Congo and colonializing uh, the Congo. So in that sense, if sometimes when when you when you're thinking about it, because obviously when it's your own country, you try to not think about that dark stuff, even though it's it's, it's there. But um, you sometimes you, when when I read when I was reading everything anything related to like um, uh, what is it Fisher Tiger and and you know the whole slavery system in in um in one piece i was always like trying to think if uh, I, I was always reminded of what some it must have felt sometimes for some of the people living back in, in belgian congo and and other areas that were you know for the sake of between uh supposedly for the sake of peace and 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 uh, economic uh, evolution of that country, like uh, were being occupied by by Western European countries, and so so those those parts where you'd see like these people suppose uh, being being uh, enslaved or being like supposedly taking over for the better for the betterment of their own for their own sakes or any allusion to that kind of stuff as a European kind of hits home. Um, which I assume could and and anything like, you know, you you guys aren't as you're like lower class than us. Like references to those those um, that kind of uh, caste system um, in in One Piece is also sometimes um, uh, presence like um, God uh, when you have like an evil an evil guy like just basically uh beating the shit out of uh out of one uh, out of a kid who's trying to just um 
survive. Oh, it was it was it Traffy? Uh, Traffy was at one point. He was like on the streets, with it, or am I? Uh, he was with that. his brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so stuff, so stuff like that. So anything like that, and also, uh, and while I'm talking, I'm also remembering like Sabo, uh, who was. Oh, yeah. He was basically noble. He was a noble, but he was uh, he was still choosing to live outside with the, the you know the the between uh, suppose like uh, great terminal. Uh, yeah, the great terminal with the the people who was, who were living there who are supposedly less good than the people living in the city, and that also kind of uh, reminds uh, that part also reminds me of internally like the internal politics of, of, of Belgium uh, specifically where up to a certain point a lot of Belgians uh, Belgium was like basically politically and socially divided in two parts where you had have the affluent affluent um, French speaking parts and French speaking civilians versus the you know the the, the plebs the the plebs uh, Flemish speaking um, part of Belgium and how you'd have like these people who who would really think they're better than the, than the others and not even like bat an eye at, at those Flemish uh, Flemish speaking people unless they needed them for some kind of handiwork or something like that. Uh, and me being a French speaking uh, Belgian but living in the the Dutch part, it also kind of always felt a little bit like that because. Uh, even now, you'd have like people who are uh, French-speaking in the Flemish part uh, in the Dutch-speaking part of Belgium. They often think of them uh, themselves as a little socially higher up. Sometimes, not everyone, obviously, but a lot of them. Um, and as someone who who's always been to school and in Dutch and always gone, um, you know. Taking classes in Dutch and like most of my friends are Dutch speaking so I'd always kind of feel like a uh, if you think about it um, I, I kind of feel in that sense a little more like Sabo uh, than I than I would realize but when you think about it uh, in hindsight it kind of makes it feel like that in a way yeah. Uh, but yeah there's like on a personal level that but on a more global level you there's so many there's like for that the whole yeah the whole slavery part and the whole caste system still very much present in, in the entire theme of one piece i think it's very close to home as a, as a european it, it's interesting for, because like you never hear language it being brought up as far as like because Oda always said he wanted to make like a global experience but like language is such a strong part about like our identities and that's the one thing that One Piece doesn't do. Do it does often does skin color, it does cultural aspects, it does culture and dress, but it has not done language at all. Yeah, I'm trying to true. think if that's true. Apart from the poneglyphs uh, being yeah. like Robin reading them, that's I mean it's not that's the same as like closest. a living spoken language. That's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah, that, I mean, but that's they do a fair have point. English words in One Piece, and some like the wanted posters. Mm-hmm. It says wanted in English, not That's in true. Japanese. Yeah. But um, also, kind of laugh tale, it's spelled in English. And 3D2Y. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm referring to. It's kind of a mix. Well, I'm referring to specifically is the fact that he goes, they travel around the world 
and everyone speaks the same language. Not like they have. There's to get no to language a new barrier. Island. Yeah, they they, they don't true. go to a new island. It's like, oh, now we have to like learn the language in order to communicate. It's it's Star Trek uh, kind of. Yeah, Universal you know, translators. Yeah, it's it's as if everyone speaks. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like that's also a storytelling device, just because I think it's often really difficult to tell a story if the you know if they can't communicate with each other. Right. Um. Although it would be interesting for for like an arc if they land on an island and <laughs> they can't communicate with each other. Yeah, because um, like you almost also, would have expected that from the uh, Skypean uh, Nolan Caligara. Like yeah, that was about understanding each other, but like they could talk. <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking of the since I'm on Star Trek here. Uh, the what what's the the next generation episode with the, oh, the uh, guy who speaks in metaphor. Oh God, yeah, I remember the actor. Darmok. Um, the, the, the whole thing is that yeah, him and Picard you know, learning the yeah. like how their language operates. I, I think it is a very interesting. I think seeing language as a barrier or as a, I think with that episode divider, of Star yeah. Trek, yeah, as a, as a divider, but also something that like a better than like I speak this, you don't speak this, everyone else speaks this. Like there, that is also a really interesting topic we haven't really seen explored in One Piece and, at all. I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why that's not like a prevailing theme in Japan uh, in One Piece is just because Japan as a as an island is is yeah. in that sense very homogenous. Mm-hmm. Um, on 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 the surface, obviously you have like if you go deeper, you've got obviously the uh, the the native Japanese people, so the Ainu, uh, yeah. who speak a completely different language, and for those who read Golden Kamui, they know uh, you would know that it's very, very different from from Japanese. Completely different origins, completely different words. Um, also, if you haven't read Golden Kamui, do uh, do read it. Um, but and and then you've also got the the what's the what's called the. Um, uh, I don't know uh, Okinawa and, the, yeah I've, I've, well those two I'm uh, like those two but I was thinking more thinking about the um uh um the Korean Japanese I don't know oh, yeah, the, yeah. the English term is for it but in, in I Japanese, don't know either Zainichi Kankokujin uh, Zainichi uh so those the, the Koreans who were taking uh brought back to Japan yeah uh around the um the the war, war. Uh, yeah. the wars and so who are born and raised in Japan, but they don't have the, I don't think they have the Japanese nationality um, because of reasons similar to how in <laughs> reasons. Guam. Reasons. Have, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the reasons, um, but I think uh, it, it's similar. I think it's probably similar to like in Guam. You If you're born in Guam, you, do you have the, uh, both the United States, U.S. American uh, are you both an American national and an American uh, If you're born or? on an American base, typically, yes. I don't know about Guam if they're American citizens because it's so the, they're they're all American citizens, but they're not. It's really messed up and weird, and there's a lot of maybe if they, your dad's like an admiral. <laughs> well, no, they're they're citizens, but they just don't have. They're not like able to vote in elections. Yeah. Um, so they're not. Yeah, so they're uh, wait, are there civil? Because I remember like reading early, uh, like this week, I was reading something, and I was reading how about about how um, if you're born in Puerto Rico or in Guam, yeah, you're either like I think if if, if you're in Guam, you're 
American national, but you're not an American civilian. And if you're yeah. born in Puerto Rico, you're an American civilian, but you're not an American national. Or you're an American civ- civilian, but you don't have I, voting rights or something. Right. Something yeah. It, that that might be semantic. Yeah. I mean, like in, since this is not really related to one piece, which is fine. Um, it's, it's more that you don't have, you're not able to vote. You're not represented in Congress. I mean, you'll have, but you do have someone there in Congress speaking for you, but they're not able to do anything. They can't vote on anything. Um, and you don't have to pay certain taxes, I believe. I think still local taxes, but you can't vote in the elections. Um, it's this weird. And in DC, I think you still have to pay all taxes, but you can't, you, you know, you don't, don't get representation. Yeah, I have representation. Yeah. yeah, just like it's our American modern form of colonialism, really. It, it is our American. Well, I mean, so this actually does is related to what you were talking about, Gigi, before. Uh, and it is very, I, I think one thing we've been talking about on Fight Together consistently is, you know, how I think some of these topics, even if not perfectly um delivered in one piece um do i think sometimes shine a light on things that we're afraid to look within ourselves and within our societies um like i could say for one thing in the united states there are you know there are people who do not want to confront the bad things we have done and we've done plenty and plenty and plenty of bad things um i mean as you talk about with with belgium you know i think we could look back at a lot of the similar colonial tendencies and, and see ourselves in those and see ourselves in that. And I think one piece does a very good job of showing that in sometimes an unvarnished way. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I wonder, I also know there are a lot of people who read it and don't see that. Um, and I wonder how, how that happens sometimes, but Yeah. But yeah, so and and so, um, but that segue talking about uh, nationality and civ- uh, civility and and stuff like that. What it was saying is that on, so on on the surface, Japanese is supposed to be homogenous. So a lot of uh, a lot of times in in manga, you'd you'd um, basically see everything right. being homogenous. So there's no language barrier. Oftentimes, uh, similar to like not just One Piece, but even Hunter Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Uh, there's no language barrier just because there's basically no language barrier in Japan. There's everyone is assumed to have had the same general education, which is the exact same thing that is in Japan, because in Japan they also have a general educational curriculum that everyone needs to follow. And everyone goes to school and everyone has the same, basically the same experience where you go to school, you wear uh, wearing a uniform, you, yeah. you do club activities and all that stuff so uh so that's a general theme i think that comes up in a lot of uh manga where everyone everyone is homogenous and everyone is the same but in that sense one piece is very different in that luffy doesn't want to be the same luffy wants to be different luffy wants to be himself doesn't want to like no, no, Akainu. I don't want to. I don't want to be part of your stupid government. Let me, let me, let me be what I want to be. And 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 each island is yeah. very different in culture and um, tradition and all that. I mean, yeah. I, I, we talked about Great Terminal and how that was based on a real place. I think in the Philippines, and you know, I, and a lot of I think Zoe had a lot of inspiration from. Um, I, I, th- I forget if it was Indonesia? in Malaysia. It was in Indonesia. Um, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but that there are a lot of that Oda goes outside of Japan to and and brings this very global look to it. I can't think if I can't recall if there's anything specific with with Germany and Belgium. Yeah, that's a question and, I have because I know like characters like Spadam with his face mask resembling mankind, who's like a professional wrestler in the states. Like, it, have you guys noticed anything like that coming out of One Piece? Like, oh, Oda clearly was referencing this, like, I don't know, this cartoon show that appeared in Germany, or this like character from a mythical like uh, Pakistani like culture. There's one very big thing that reminded me of uh, Germany. I don't know if you guys have ever have ever seen this, but there's a pretty sure. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of well known. It's kind of infamous in in a way. Um, it's uh, the original tat- back tattoo on Ace's Ace's back. I don't know if you remember. It was yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those, the, yeah, yeah, for those of you who don't yeah. who don't remember, it's the it's the the swastika um, on on Ace's back t- uh, on Ace's back that was well, but that wasn't changed. that wasn't originally oh, it wasn't the Jew in the room. I'll I'll, I'll yeah, <laughs> but that was that was also taken um, yeah, from from uh, the swastika was Buddhist. was stolen from yeah from was it Tibet or Japan originally? Uh, Buddhists uh, probably uh, just to, just Buddhism in general. Um, yeah. Because in Japan, when you look at a map, you'll see the the manju, not swastika. You'll see the correct um, version. You'll see the manju indicating maps on maps uh, Buddhist temples. Uh, yeah, I know when Japan. when my wife and I first went to Japan, you see it on the Google Map thing. Even it's like oh, and there was one on the we were in Hong Kong, and there was there's just a manju right in the middle of the Buddha, the giant Buddha on a. Uh, on uh in in hong kong and it's it, it's a striking it like thing for balance though right it obviously yeah like, i mean yeah it was just stolen and propagated by the nazis and stolen and now it's this you know so but i i don't i think it's fair to say that i don't think odo was looking to pull from no, no. i mean the, yeah, the nazis ruined a lot of things like no yeah. ask nobody <laughs> yes. but charlie chaplin yeah oh yeah um he's really in, in terms of d- direct references to to at least Belgium or the Netherlands, there's definitely one that comes to mind is uh, decor wise. It's um, what's what's the what's the English uh, English uh, name for that village again? Is it Fusha Village? Yeah. The yeah okay. So Fusha Village is hundred percent. Okay, maybe not hundred percent. It's um nine. There are windmills. Sure. <laughs> yeah, windmill. The windmills are most likely based off of what the Japanese have as a as a an image of of uh, the netherlands just because um in, in in japan there was a tv show that's uh very famous that was very famous that is still very famous called uh dog the dog of flanders it's not called that in japanese obviously but uh the dog of flanders and that's a story based off of a book written by a european person uh, european author and the background decor is filled with windmills because that's what they had as an image of the Dutch speaking part of Belgium, there's which a, is where this is supposed to be happening. There's a small town well, in uh, California called Solvang, which also kind of repeats that like giant windmill Dutch aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and so as a Belgium, I don't really have that whole, uh, as a Belgian person, 
I don't have that image of, of windmills in my country, but I do have that of, of the Netherlands. So a lot of Japanese people um, have this image of the Netherlands um, and windmills. So I wouldn't be surprised if the whole windmill aesthetic uh, was based off of that one um, anime, animated series. Because that's what we then in Chi Gundam with the... Yeah. Uh... What is it? The All right. Neo Netherlands Gundam. Um, it's that's an actual windmill. Um, I, I was also going to mention Grimm's fairy tales since those are, yes, I, th- I believe, yeah, German yeah. in origin too. And there's a lot I think that comes from that comes from that. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, Whole Cake Island. I think also like a lot of the, and I, I now I'm forgetting which country uh, Vicky the Viking was actually made, but uh, that was what was that. Vicky the Viking was that uh, Sweden? It was no? no. It says German, German, Austrian, Japanese animated. Ah, oh. uh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I told you about those co-productions. <laughs> it was written by a Swedish author, so there you go. But it was it premiered on German television in 1974, which I'm gonna take a guess and say is before any of our time, um, at least when it was originally airing. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, we all know, we've talked about on the show a lot that Vicky the Viking was like a main inspiration for One Piece. So I, I, I mean, I would I would gander to say that that's a lot of the reason why it might be popular. I don't know what, what it looks like in Austria, but at, at least in Germany, um, maybe that's why it's it's popular there. Mm-hmm. As, and there's also like, the um the the tomtatas for example are definitely based off of yeah. uh european the european version of the uh of of little people as in the uh, uh what's what's called not i think you guys call it them elves smurfs. in english but we have elves smurfs yeah. Is, yeah the elves but the elves smurfs is a different thing <laughs> well, but <laughs> that's but a that's a european thing. production yeah that's yeah. A european production that's even a belgian production i think really? um but God, I'm uh, yeah but um so what you guys call call elves is what is i think closest to smurfs um but oh it was belgian yeah that's weird even (laughs) even asterix and obelix was uh was originally belgian oh yeah there's a Um, there is a smurf statue in brussels okay yeah learning a lot and there's another really big maybe not really big but a big reference to german um culture and it's klabatermann um, yeah. The, little, oh, yeah. the little spirits, uh, seafaring spirits Mary on the, uh, the the Mary, which is of German origin. Um. Yeah, Gisim, is there anything like particular particular that like pops out at you as like German influenced in in One Piece? Besides, I guess everything we went through just now. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. Um. Speaking of Whole Cake Island. Um, like the German double six, it kind of, their uniforms and everything uh, and this eagle they have in their dining room, it reminds me a lot about Nazi Germany. I just didn't want to get back to that now, but <laughs> it kind of reminds me a lot of it. Same as the uniforms in Impel Down. Yeah. I think that Oda has uh, used that as a reference for it. There's yeah, a, uh... I think... There's a ahead, famous yeah, yeah. painting, and I think it might be in German, a German yes. artist who would influence the, the lookout and the layout impelled down as well. And German Double Six is based on, this is going to kill me, it's the, um, 
it, it's the uh, tokusatsu, right? Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, tokusatsu. Uh, so tokusatsu, you're saying that you're trying to say the the, the sentai. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember which sentai. The Japanese Power Rangers. Yeah, I, I'm just forgetting which Super Sentai series. I guess. Oh, here it, it's from. It's from a bunch, I think. But I think that like motif of like the bad guys have that literal Nazi garb. You know, I I think it's like. I think so. Yeah, I think he. he I think Oda took it from that, which took it from that. You know, like it's something that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, sifted through the culture there in japan i probably yeah. um but yeah and it definitely looks like that lucky root also is based off of um the name of, of and probably the concept like the idea of lucky root is also based <laughs> off of a belgian comic yeah lucky, lucky luke the con he's a cowboy in that yeah. yeah yeah he's a cowboy and his name is lucky luke so in japanese that would be Lucky Duke, so Lucky Lou, Lucky Does Roo. he does he shoot a guy in the head the first time he shows up? <laughs> he shoots many people. Oh, okay. He's yeah. His his whole thing. Well, he's a cowboy. He's oh, you're right. That he I'm, shoots I'm at faster than his his own shadow. Yeah, we need a cowboy theme in One Piece. We do. I agree. We don't have that, right? Uh, we did no. have a narrow island where Ace and Blackbeard fought. Yeah, but he sucked that all up in a black hole. I, I so. think that was part of it. Because he was like, oh, we're not going to do Wanted. I always like, wondered... Enough Wanted. Shannon, if, yeah. if uh, Mont Blanc Norland was kind of based on Baron Munchausen, or like just general European folktale stuff. Not necessarily one-to-one, um, but that would be the only thing Mont, I can think of. Well, Mont Blanc Norland could be based off of a lot of people, though. Like, Mont Blanc is, is obviously a name of... of uh, of a mountain in in uh, in France, mm-hmm. but the name Mont Blanc is also uh, referenced in other parts of Japanese history. Like I think the first was it the first? Uh, I wouldn't be either. I'm really misremembering the name, or I think that the first uh, foreign uh, foreign representative uh, slash foreign what's called. Um, fixer in a way of the uh, Japanese no the UQ so the uh, Meiji slash uh, Edo periods uh, equivalents of Okinawa uh, Okinawan um, countries in Edo periods uh, so the person who would help them when they came to Europe um, right before the end of the Edo period he's his name I think was also Baron Mont Blanc or something uh, so that could also be a reference to, to that guy. Um, but There's in terms the one, of concepts, one piece, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, One Piece Wiki has a, a story about uh, a Swiss explorer, Louis de Rougemont, or something along those lines. I, whenever I try and pronounce something, I just imagine Gigi patting me on the head, on the head and being like, "Okay, <laughs> nice try." Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean like a one-to-one reference, just like a subversion of the tall, the sort of like tall tale. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm reading like reading it makes Louis sense. de Rougemont, and yeah, so you're talking about the Swiss explorer who claimed to have had adventures in Australasia. I've yeah, never heard of that guy. Actually. I hadn't heard of this either. I'm tr- I'm trusting One Piece Wiki, which is a wormhole that you know. Well, I'm going off be the, the wrong way to go. Like with Shannon, I'm going off the like uh, Baron Munchausen movie that Terry Gilliam. Yeah, did. yeah. And I'm like, you obviously drew a reference from that with Von Olger. 
and uh, yeah there's there's a lot in that movie they were talking uh, we talked about recently on the podcast how there were references um to the celestial dragons even right in that movie yeah and like remember oda's an old man like me so him him he and i grew up with the same kind of like childhood experience of like what movies yeah. were popular at the time and would have been seen <laughs> Just imagining you and Uda going to the same school. He's, he's um, only five years actually, older than me. Something. Yeah, he he would be he would be, uh yeah no you just he would be like the the cool guy who just uh just graduated your high school when you came, when you entered it. Exactly, I would have gotten there and he was like, oh, I heard about this legendary like artist named Oda. I was like, oh, who was he? He just drew all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you see like, carvings like, in your desk and it's just oh look it's the straw hat then, uh, then i have like to sbs yeah, yeah. <laughs> then i have to follow in his footsteps like oh he was the king of the artist i'm gonna be king of the artist <laughs> <laughs> brian in japan growing up in japan um all right so i i mean i think we hit a lot of topics and, and as i said at the at the beginning you know there are I think a lot of really cool parallels to a lot of um, to a lot of different countries around the world, um, and I, I'm hoping we could continue this as like a series to talk to. You know, I, I think the main goal of Fight Together is stepping out of our bubbles, uh, our respective bubbles, and and one of the ways to do that is to talk to people who uh, live in. I mean, I guess we're in COVID bubbles now, but talking to people uh, in different countries um, around the world. So that's it's, a, it's an important part of our um, of our mission statement here at Fight Together. Um, so so thank you all for for giving us a little bit of a, a look into it. Um, and uh, you know, any any final thoughts and, and also where people could could find each of you. And I'll, I'll start with Adil. People can find me on Twitter. It's uh, adil underscore opp. And yeah, it was nice to talk to you guys. And I finally like, it's the only way to talk about this stuff, the problems happening in, on our side. And yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, no. And uh, thank you for all your help over the many years. We don't have you on uh, on the show enough. So it's nice to hear your voice more every time we do. Yeah, good talking to you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kisim, uh, what about you? Where could people find you? You can find me on Twitter at piratequeen underscore yeah. I always talk about One Piece and my love for Luffy. Come and join me. Let's enjoy One Piece together. Yeah, Thanks you for were having me, everyone. I'd be remiss to say you weren't. You were recently in the on the One Piece Times. The yes, uh, oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Like one of the best Luffy collections you can possibly see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They were so impressed by my collections. They, we've had so much material to record. We recorded like four hours um, wow. for this One Piece Times video. And the actual end product was only around, I think, 40, uh, 40 minutes. Uh, but it was so great. And um, also to talk uh, with Kamaitachi, these comedians, they were so funny. <laughs> no, it's, it was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you got on that too. Um, that, that was it was cool to I, I like seeing people um it's cool seeing people that i who i've heard of on, on something like that that's always cool. yeah sure i great. agree and i uh, i hope uh, they will continue with this so um they kind of seem to announce that uh, more things could be coming who knows yeah they did yeah i i'm, I'm looking forward to that yeah, um it'll probably be the extended cut of your room 
Do you want to see pictures? <laughs> well, my room isn't entirely finished, but when it is, I will share pictures. Nice. I, I was I was gonna say at least you like the character who they will never stop making merch for. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not like it's you know something from him. Yeah, you're not like a caribou fan like Sam on our podcast where they don't have a lot of rightfully so, but there's just not a lot of merch of, of that. Character. Although the first big mom figure that we saw is coming out. Yeah, happy to finally say. about damn yeah, time. <laughs> it is about damn time. Um, and Gigi, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, I guess, but most of the time my uh, my account's uh, locked anyway. So other than impossible that, to find, find you me, uh, <laughs> on G G Hennequin uh, at on Twitter and other t- otherwise they can find me sometimes if I'm not too busy with work on Wednesday after uh, Wednesday evenings on the One Piece uh, oh, yeah. podcast Jack Together. Um, that's not what that's called. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, oh shit! It's uh, what's it called? We're it's, calling it uh, game night now, but that oh, I'm not, night again. we'll talk more about okay. the euphemism you accidentally made there later. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> well, oh, okay, yeah, okay, wow. sorry. Yeah, no, I, You're I, just, okay. I, just, uh, I just heard myself uh, say this. Uh, no, say it's fine. I've, I've done um, the same thing. Uh, I really thought it was called that, so anyway. Um, I'm glad we nipped that in the bud here. Uh, <laughs> maybe it should be Again, nice euphemism there. Yeah. Um, but... Um, and they can see, they can find me there as under my moniker Yaya Bing Bong, or sometimes Yaya, no, actually just Yaya Bing Bong. Yes, my favorite moniker. Uh, Shannon, where could people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves. I'm also on Struggle Session, which is at Struggle Sesh, and Critical Bits, which is at Critical Bitcast on Twitter. Thank you, Shannon and Brian. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Dark King Zoro, all one word. Uh, check out animation success stories podcast that's the ass podcast mm-hmm. or also a euphemism yeah definitely euphemism um, <laughs> where we talk about how people got into the american animation industry uh trials and tribulations just anything that inspired them uh i think that's it that's all i got to plug cool um yeah thank you all for coming on this was a lot of fun um loved hearing all about one piece around the world um if if you are in a different country um and want to talk about one piece this is probably not something we're recording right away but please let us know um and uh we'll get back to you hopefully you can always get back to us we are on spotify and apple Podcasts on our own feed now so check out fight together um it's a one piece podcast series uh we've you know yeah hope you continue to enjoy the ride with us you could find me at zach underscore logan and we'll see you all next time thank you everyone thank you bye bye bye